You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And uh, this is Real Presence Live in studio here. Steve Sponskowski along with Tom O'Keefe. And... Rachel Juvie, she doesn't have her mic on, so I'll say it for her. But we're also going to be joined now this hour uh, with Father Brian Christensen. He is the rector at the Cathedral of the Our Lady of Perpetual Help, correct? Is the cathedral there in Rapid City? Yep, that's, that's who we are. Awesome. Uh, Father, how was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was really uh, wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, we had a beautiful uh, Thanksgiving Mass here at uh, 9 a.m. at the cathedral. Um, it's it's really wonderfully attended, and uh, we also had people bring their Thanksgiving baskets to be blessed, which is a great tradition. So we blessed uh, Thanksgiving food baskets that people will be bringing home, and then uh, spent a couple hours over at St. Thomas More High School, where our local Knights of Columbus have for 40 years uh, been serving a Thanksgiving dinner free uh, to the community. So they served over uh, 600 meals uh, on Thursday. Uh, to to those who came, wow. it was really, really really wonderful. Goodness, how many turkeys does it take to feed six hundred people? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that, but uh, yeah, you should get those guys on one of these days because um, yeah, this is the fortieth year that they've done it, um, and uninterrupted even through those COVID years, uh, we ran kind of a drive up, take home um, service. Um, and so this year we finally got people back together, and they really enjoyed it, and also had a great a live music for people who came in with a bunch of Advent and uh, great, uh, great, great environment for, for people to come to be together and to share a good meal. Well, we need to add that to the calendar for next year. I, I oh, interview yeah, those I guys. Sure. Yeah, well, I think we should go down there because I'm, I'm pretty sure that in Rapid City it's warmer than it is here in Fargo, isn't it? <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Aren't you in the we're banana just, belt you know, there? They call us, uh, yeah, we're the banana belt of the Black Hills here, right? Sort of protected. But, yeah, no, we've had some beautiful weather. Now, today is a little cooler and uh, snow flurries. So. Uh, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. <laughs> this too shall pass. This too shall pass. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a beautiful, blessed uh, Thanksgiving here at the cathedral. Wonderful. Folks, we're talking to Father Brian Christensen, again, the rector at uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Help Cathedral in Rapid City, South Dakota. And you have a special guest uh, coming there to Terra Sancta Retreat Center. We actually just had the same guest in Fargo um, at our, our Eucharistic conference. Talk to us about uh, this event you have coming up. Yeah, you know, it's a diocesan event uh, put on by the Diocese of Rapid City, Um for Dr. Mary Healy, uh, who is a professor at Sacred Heart Seminary there in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, Dr. Healy is very experienced in both uh, scripture uh, and the work of um, healing uh, in the life of the Church. So she's been uh, extremely influential um, and important in helping uh, us understand more God's design and desire for healing within his church and within the world. And so she's coming to speak in, in a particular way um, on the 9th and 10th of December uh, on the Eucharist and healing uh, here at our retreat center, Terra Santa, um, on the west side of Rapid City. So, so Father, you, you, you use the word healing uh, a lot in that last uh, uh, the, the discourse that we had there. So what kind of healing can we look for, or look for in, in the Eucharist, either sp- spiritually or physically? Yeah, you know, I think uh, sometimes, uh, I don't know, people have a 
different uh, response to the word healing. Um, and in some cases, people you know, desire, deeply desire, you know, within us to be healed, you know, um, from emotional, spiritual, physical um, affliction. You know, so many people today experience so much of depression and anxiety. Um, there's lots of fear um, and worry. Um, and also, you know, just the physical um, trauma um, or physical illness, but also spiritual sickness of feeling alone and abandoned from God. So I think when we talk about healing in the Church, um, we're talking about God desiring to heal all of these things. I, I really believe, and I've come to understand more fully over the last couple of years, that um, Jesus came to heal us. And he came to heal us from the sickness of sin, and the consequences of that sickness is eternal death. And so since the original sin, God's been trying to bring about this healing through restoring the relationship with himself. Um, and so Jesus comes, even in the Gospel that we read today, on this first Monday in the Advent season, you know, we have the centurion that comes to Jesus, and he says, I will come, and I will cure him. I will come, and I will heal him. And I think that's what really Jesus says throughout his whole life. Um, and that's the work of the Church, to carry on the saving mission or the healing mission of Jesus, to bring us healing from sin, um, and in some cases, physical healing to carry out his kingdom, to build up his kingdom. Well, and the great, uh, great contribution to our Mass from the centurion in Scripture is saying, Lord, I'm not worthy that you'd enter into my roof but only say the word and my soul shall be healed, right? He's the one who, and Lord's like, if I found such faith in all of Israel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, you know, I, I think that's true. I, I, and, you know, we sometimes the parts of the Mass are, I think, all too familiar to us, if you will, in the sense that we, we say the word, but what are we praying? What are we saying? What are we conveying? What is What does the Church put on our lips and on our hearts that that we would have this kind of faith. And no, I'm not worthy. And you can say the word, and I, right, if God desires to heal me. And in the Eucharist, that's what he wants to do. He wants to heal us. You know, it's a, a challenge to sometimes distill this understanding of the healing power of the Eucharist, the divine physician, into daily life. People sometimes, oftentimes, we're so disconnected from uh, you know, our daily life seems so disconnected from liturgy, from prayer. Um, how does the Lord come into, you know, the, the present moment um, with that healing? W what do you see, Father? Yeah, you know, that's a great point. I think uh, the distractions have always been there throughout history, that the enemy of our human nature, as St. Ignatius of Royal calls him, uh, the devil, um, Satan and his minions are always trying to distract us um, from our real desires, from our real emotions, from a, you know, kind of a, a self-awareness, um, because when we have that, we're going to be aware of God at work in us. Um, and so he keeps us busy, he keeps us distracted. I mean, what's today? Today is uh, you know, another big shopping day, right? Cyber Monday or something like that. We had Black Friday and small business, Saturday, whatever. But it's this constant movement, this constant distraction to take us away from ourselves. So, um, and it causes greater restlessness. 
Like if I get the newest iPhone or if I get the next fashion trend going on or if I get upgraded in this or that or the other thing, it seems good and it seems helpful and maybe it will bring me contentment for a moment, but it's always fleeting and passing. Um, and, and, you know, people like, people make a lot of money on our fleeting passions, right? <laughs> but the Lord wishes to give. And he wishes us to truly have this um, uh, peace of heart, the peace I give, that the world does not give, Jesus tells us. Um, and so being aware um, of God, and in a way I think this Advent season is exactly that, the call to Jesus to, to come to me, um, to focus on me, to let the distractions uh, fade away. And, and it's amazing, I, I guess, in some way providential, that right in the, the time that God calls us to himself in a beautiful way and expectation to, to recognize his presence, that brings healing, that brings peace, that brings calm to the soul. Um, I become aware of him. The world gins up its excitement and its distractions. Um, and so, really, there's a real battle for our souls, um, especially in this time, every day, I think. But um, it's amazing that when the Church calls us in Advent to refocus, to come back to the Lord where He wishes to um, act upon us, the world acts in a frenzied way, too. So, Father Christensen, I'm just thinking here, and I wonder if, in, as, a, as a society today, are, are we even aware that we are in need of healing? And, and with this, this Eucharistic revival, how can we encourage people to even come to, to ask, ask to be healed? Right. And, and what can I even ask for? Yeah, you know, you raise a great point. Is Am I even aware of my own sickness, right? Am I aware of my, the, the problem that I have? Um, and, and in some cases, we know from, from physical ailments that people are not aware that they have some kind of sickness. They're not attentive to the... Um, symptoms that they have, and then finally they go to the doctor and they find some, you know, internal cancer, and the doctor says, well, have you been having troubles in this? Oh, yeah, I have for a couple months. But they weren't recognized because they kept busy, they kept doing, they kind of ignored it until until it was so acute. And I think many times in, in our spiritual lives, we're not aware of the the sickness that we um, struggle under. We see, we start to see some of the symptoms um, and we dismiss them. We, we can overcome those. We can um, medicate those in some kind of way. But we really don't get at the source. And so I think the Eucharistic revival, this turning back to the Lord, His real, true presence in our midst, in the Eucharist, and spending time there, um, He's going to help diagnose. Right? He's the divine physician, and He can help diagnose of that ailment, right, our sickness, that needs the healing. Because if I don't know I need healing, I'm not going to ask for healing. And I think we all have some kind of healing to do. And, and I can speak maybe after the break a little bit about just my own awareness in, in the last couple of months of my need uh, for healing. Folks, you're listening to Father Brian Christensen coming to us live from the cathedral in Rapid City, South Dakota. We're talking about Eucharistic healing, and we're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. As Father uh, Father Christensen mentioned, they're talking about our own awareness, our own need, awareness of our need for healing. This is Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
My name is Father Gabriel Wawero from the Diocese of Delu. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sickbed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. During this year-end season of giving, Real Presence Radio wishes to extend a heartfelt thanks to all that have extended support this past year, including those that have contributed to the Real Presence Radio Permanent Endowment Fund. These funds remain permanent while the annual earnings are used to support operations. To learn more about an endowment gift, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement at 701-290-4503. Together, we are making a difference. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Real Presence Live. Steve Swanskowski in studio along with... Tom O'Keefe. And Rachel Juvi is running the board for us. And we have Father Brian Christensen coming to us live from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City. We're talking about Eucharistic healing. Um, and before the break, we were talking about um, really having a, a, a knowledge uh, to, to ask for healing. And we were, or through the break, you were talking a little bit about the centurion, which is the, the gospel reading today, about how the, you know, the centurion who really had no relationship with the Lord, uh, he, he wasn't a Jew, um, he was a foreigner, but he knew what to ask the Lord for. And he believed that the Lord would make that possible. And, and Father... Um, just before we came back from the break, as I, you know, I asked the question: How did how did the centurion know what to ask for? And I thought your response was very profound. Yeah, I mean, he asked. He, uh, he, I, in my sense, he asked for what was just obvious, right? Just asked for obvious. I think sometimes we can get in this way with God where we want to make sure we say it in the right way in some beautiful way, that I ask for something profound. Um, and, and really, it's just the honesty and the simplicity of the centurion that I think that the Lord asks of us. What do I need? Lord, I am exhausted today, and I am so tired, and I need to prepare for tomorrow, or I need to visit with his family at the hospital, or I need your strength. I need, I need some motivation here. I, 
I'm at my wit's end or I'm at my physical end. Can you give me strength? How simple. Just give me strength today, Lord. This is what I have to face. And I think the centurion is like, hey, I have a guy here. He's really sick and paralyzed. I, I've heard Jesus can do something. Lord, can you come and can you heal him? It's just a, the obvious thing. He doesn't have to be convoluted. He doesn't have to make bargain with the Lord. Just ask him, Lord, will you do this? Lord, will you give me strength? Lord, will you um, help me? Have, give me patience in my, with my children. Lord, give me awareness and understanding with my spouse. Uh, Lord, give me perseverance in this difficult circumstance today. Lord, I need this. I need this. Okay, well, we're just having great discussions about the healing power of the Eucharist and, and, and the ability to ask the Lord just for anything that we need in our life. And at this time of the Eucharistic revival in, in uh, the, the diocese where you're at, Father, you've got a, a big event coming up. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, Dr. Mary Healy uh, is coming to us uh, from uh, the Sacred Heart Seminary in Detroit, a Greek scripture scholar, member of uh, Pontifical Councils in Rome, uh, just a well, um, well-accomplished academic, but a, this is a beautiful um, soul in Christ, a, a beautiful Catholic woman uh, who shares her faith and, and her uh, theological and experiential insights um, into the ways that God continues to heal in, in the life uh, of the Church. And so we have her here on Friday evening at Terra Santa, the retreat center here in Rapid City, um, uh, the this Friday night, December 9th, and then also all, pretty much all day on Saturday the 10th. Um, and she has some really uh, fantastic um, conferences. Like she's going she's gonna to begin uh, the day uh, on uh, December 9th with Walking in the Supernatural. Right? Walking in the Supernatural is the title of her keynote on Friday evening. I think, again, that you and I, we all walk um, in the supernatural. We all walk in God's presence, and there is um, an unseen, invisible reality that we have a sense of, but we are not always, again, attuned to. So I think uh, just kind of being awakened to the reality that we have, in a way, as Catholics, that sacramentality or the the economy of or the sacramental economy, in other words, the whole of creation, in, in some ways, reveals God, um, and that. Well, our relationships reveal God, and especially in the, the Church and her sacraments reveal God um, at work in our lives. So we're always engaged in the supernatural, and he's going to be beginning there. And then Saturday morning, at, uh, December 10th, she's going to talk about healing in the Eucharist, and then another conference is called Jesus, the Healer of Souls and Bodies. Um, and then, again, in the afternoon, she's going to come back to the healing power of the Eucharist. Um, and in the evening... On Saturday evening, December 7th, by the Terra Santa Retreat Center, um, there's going to be a, a three-hour from uh, 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, there's going to be uh, a time of adoration, a time of reconciliation, um, and intercessory healing prayer groups to pray with people and to pray for people. All right, folks, that's again December 9th and 10th. I'm at the Terra Santa Retreat Center there in Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, starting Friday night, December 9th, and then going all day uh, Saturday, December 10th. Um, and uh, so you want to, is there, a, the, there looks like the website is terrasancta.org um, forward slash go to events. And then there's a weekend with Dr. Healy is the website to get that information. Um, you don't want to miss this opportunity, folks. I mean, this is, we have a three-year 
kind of journey revival of the Eucharist. And uh, really, it's, it's what I love about our Catholic faith. You know, every year has a journey itself. We start out with Advent, uh, waiting for the Lord to come. Um, and then he comes at Christmas. And then we have Lent, which is waiting for him um, to, for his redemption at Easter, his, his the Paschal mystery um, at Easter. And then, and then we go into ordinary time, which is anything but ordinary. <laughs> you know, we have, have, have after Easter, we, we have uh, um, the Ascension and Pentecost, which is the Holy Spirit descending upon us. And we go to the, the ordinary time, and then we head back into Advent. And it's like every, every year in our faith is a journey. But guess what? We also have these wonderful journeys like the Eucharistic Revival, which is also a journey in that, uh, in that call and that invitation to, to ask the Lord for normal things. I just, I, I'm... I'm floored by that concept that the Lord wants to meet us in our everyday, ordinary life. That sense that, you know, grace builds upon nature and, this, you know, everything around us reveals to us, as John Paul II, the Lord is revealed um, in all of his creation to us. And I'm teaching an eighth grade class um, with my wife, and we're going through salvation history, and that's, that's something that stands out to me where, you know, if you look at the history of man, even in the pagan cultures, uh, in the creation of gods, as it were, the small g's, uh, small g god, um, that man is looking for something beyond himself because this, it's pretty obvious if you look around that we don't have control every, of everything. We all die. No one can stop. Uh, that process of aging and dying, and so we're looking for meaning. In the meantime, in the meantime, the Lord is taking every means that He can to reveal Himself to us, um, and yet we still miss Him um, in our life because we're so busy. And that that reminder: ask Him for ordinary things. Ask Him for what you need at this moment, right, Father? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, as you're speaking, it reminds me of a. Quote from uh, Saint John Paul the II. <laughs> he said, "You know, um, becoming a saint is easy." And it, what? But, you know, God has provided in His Church every means um, for salvation, every means for our restoration, our renewal to relationship with Him um, through baptism, through confirmation, through the Holy Eucharist. Uh, through reconciliation, uh, through the things, through the intercession of the things, through the various devotions, um, through the sacred scriptures. Because there's all of these things God continues to give us. Um, um, and that if we, if we like, took all of that in, the things that God has given us, these extraordinary things that in some ways have become ordinary to us, the extraordinary things of His church, the way that He is at work, if we took advantage of those, we would all be saints. Because the problem is we don't take advantage of them. And so we, we struggle. We look in other directions, and, and, and we wonder why things are so challenging and so difficult. Um, it, it would be easy to become holy. It would be easy to have communion with God if we focus on the things that God gave us. I was visiting, I was, excuse me, not visiting, I was watching an episode on Formed last night, and Search Continues, and it's talking about, you know, the, the Eucharist and the coming, and you talking about <clears throat> the asking for for simple things, and 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 waiting for waiting for Jesus. And he was this, Dr. Barber was talking about revelations, and everybody trying to figure out when Christ is coming again. And he said, "Well, why worry when He's here already? Mm. He's here. <laughs> he's here already in the Eucharist." 
he's he's come to us in the Eucharistic meal, and and I and I think yeah. as as part of this revival, that's just something for us to to keep, to keep in mind uh, that he is here and he's available to us and he does give us what we ask for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you know as we're talking about healing and asking for simple things, you know, um, you know, many people you know, focus on the, the healing, like in today's gospel where the centurion asked for the healing of his servant, and, and Jesus did cure him, but there are many people in Jesus' time that didn't um, receive the physical healing. He, he did heal the blind man, he healed the paralytic. We see different things, but, but those, those physical healings are at the service of a deeper healing, and I think that's you know, manifested in, in, in the episode of Capernaum, another episode where they lower, uh, the friends lower their friends through the ceiling, right? And he saw their face. And he said, son, your sins are forgiven. The first, the first thing he wants to do is bring healing to that disrupted relationship between us and his father. And he wants to restore the relationship to us. That will bring us authentic healing because we feel abandoned. We feel alone. We feel that nobody notices us. And Jesus tries to know your beloved sons and daughters of my heavenly father. It's the sickness of sin that keeps you in, that it gets in the way. And I want to forgive that and restore you to the Father. And it's only secondarily in that moment that Jesus um, will prove that he has the capacity to forgive sins, to reconcile us to the Father by doing the physical healing. The physical healing is at the service of the spiritual healing. And in some cases, we still see that. But the primary and the foundational and the fundamental and the most life-changing healing will be change, the change of heart. Um, that, the, that our hearts will be healed of the sickness of whatever sin um, holds its grasp on us um, and, and lead us to communion with, with the Father. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Father Christians. And he's joining us uh, from Saint, or some of the cathedral in Rapid City, Our Lady of Perpetual Help Cathedral there. And again, remember, folks, that a Healing Through the Eucharist with Dr. Mary Healy coming up December 9th, Friday, December 9th, and Saturday, December 10th at Terra Sancta Retreat Center there in Rapid City. Father Christians, and thank you so much for being with us this morning. Yeah, great to be with you, Stephen Tom. You guys have a blessed day and a wonderful journey through Advent. Will do. God thank bless. you so much. All right, folks, again, check that out at terrasancta.org uh, forward slash events, and then a weekend with Dr. Healy, uh, an event you don't want to miss. And, of course, the most important part um, is that 6 to 9 in the evening adoration and intercessory prayer. But, of course, she gives some great talks, as many of you know. We had her, her here in Fargo in September, did a great job, and just an opportunity to encounter Christ in the Eucharist. And, folks, we want you to continue here so we can continue to talk about Christ in the Eucharist. Father James Ermer is going to join us on the other side of this break. This is Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.